Hello and welcome to a new episode of Devil in the Detail podcast. We've got to a, a lot to discuss as always. We've got England uh, going through the World Cup qualifiers to, um, to qualify for the tournament. You've got notable shocks in Italy and Portugal um, coming second. You've got Maguire's celebration, silence in the haters. Um, you've got Gerard, new Villa manager and Dean Smith to Norwich. Quick turnaround there. Ollie is still at the wheel for the Watford game. Uh, we're going to go through a Watford and a Villarreal preview as well. Okay, so to uh, first start things off, Dill. Yeah. I mean, we've faced some some difficult opposition in San Marino and Albania since we last uh, had the the last episode of the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what did you uh, think of those games? Were you on the edge of your seat the entire time? Well, I've got to be honest, Deck. I didn't really watch much of them. I'm going to be real with you. Um, I made a bit of a twat on myself because I said the Swit- not the Switzerland game, sorry. The um, Albania game would be a tough game for us and it, it could be difficult and we were 5-0 up at half-time and coasted the rest of the game. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just business as usual, isn't it? Qualifiers are very mundane and boring, not really too much to get excited about, as we said before we started recording. I mean, under Hodgson, we smashed the qualifying group and got 30 points and then went out of the group stages, so it doesn't really mean anything in terms of going into the actual tournament. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to win. It's always nice to see different players play, like Smith Rowe, Abraham, people like that, see Saka get a goal. As much as their Arsenal players, it's still nice to see New England players doing well. Um, so yeah, positives, positives, and there were fairly entertaining games. There's times where we might have played like, Albania and ground out a boring one nil, which we probably have done under Southgate, to be fair. But it's nice to to see loads of goals. That's what we like. If it's going to be boring international qualifiers, you might as well get goals of it as well. Um, but yeah, that 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 is about all I've got to say on the matter. Really, it's just very standard, isn't it? You know, I suppose yeah. going to San Marino and scoring ten, which is our highest competitive win since 1960. Two or 1964, I believe. So getting over nearly 60 years is pretty good. I'm amazed you haven't scored 10 against them before, to be fair. I, I was surprised at that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, business as usual. Um, into the World Cup. Don't have to worry about qualifiers, which is great. And we could get back into concentrating on foot, club football until next year now, which is something I think we'll, we'll all welcome, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, we've got... After this, the international break, we've got, like basically three games every week up until like uh up until the new year but yeah um the international break you know it is what it is uh, it's it, it is sometimes it's more exciting if we did have like a game against Poland or a game against Hungary in there because they can actually cause them cause us uh, a little bit more more trouble but yeah if we are going to face these these teams that are you know butchers at the on a weekday uh, the majority of the time, then uh, at least we scored a lot of goals and it was quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from the second half of that Albania game, that was horrendous. Like, we were parking up at half-time and I, I, we didn't really do anything in that second half at, uh, at all. But, you know, we're 5-0, what what can you expect? But it was it was painful in that second half. Um, but, yeah, I haven't got much to add <laughs> other than I don't think this qualif- the qualifiers really have a reflection of how you do in the uh in the actual tournament itself yeah. but it is something that you just need to you need to get through um and there are teams that have that do struggle it's not like a just a uh it's 
it's not just a given thing. I mean, coming on to it, um, we've had we have had Wales and Scotland uh, qualify. Well, I say mm. qualify. They're into the um, they came in second place, so they'll go into the the next round of the qualifiers. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, everyone everyone else in the UK um, just wants England to 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 do badly, but. I I personally I like to see as many UK teams in the World Cup or Euros as possible. I don't like to see them do well once they're there, but it is, yeah. <laughs> it's more entertaining to see them. Um, in fact, Wales I'm not even that bothered. Wales I quite like to see do well, and when they had that really good run in the, and um, obviously not the last Euros, I think the Euros before when they had that decent run. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know it, it was quite entertaining, but. You know uh, that's not reflected from from the Welsh to to us, but but yeah, uh, honestly, I like to see I like to see the the UK teams do well. So yeah, what are your thoughts on kind of Wales and Scotland going through? And do you think either of them can actually be a surprise team in the in the World Cup? Um, well, in terms of them getting through, I mean, I don't like to see them do well. I think I've got more, more of a disdain for Scotland than I do for Wales, to be honest, just because how obsessed they are with England. It's it's weird. Um, but I, I like to see them qualify, but that's it. So I don't want to see them get further than us like Wales did in 2016. I don't want to see Scotland get a draw against us like we did in a few months ago. So I do like them qualifying because it gives us a potential of getting an exciting group game that's almost like a derby, which you obviously don't get that often. Obviously, they play friendlies and stuff like that, but it's good to actually see them play a competitive game. And I think that's what made the um, the Scotland result in the Euro so disappointing that, you know, no no team won. It was very boring. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like them to qualify because it adds a little bit of spice to it. it. You know, it adds another element to it that you could play a team that you really want to see your team beat, beat and win against. Like, with the rest of them, you're not really arse, apart from maybe Germany. Um, and then in terms of them qualifying out of the group if they get there, no, to be honest. I think the World Cup's going to be much harder than Euros. That's why it's harder to qualify and not as many teams come through from Europe, obviously. Um, so I can't honestly see them qualifying from the groups. I think Scotland are, are quite a poor team on paper. Um, and although Wales are too, they're slightly better. But one thing that Wales have done in the past five years consistently is They've kind of been better than the sum of the parts. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, they've got Bale and Ramsey and players like that, but after that, they've not really got any good players, really, that are getting to many Premier League teams. So they've always done well at being better than they are. Scotland have struggled a bit, um, and their team's much poorer as well. So if they do qualify, I can't see either of them getting past the groups, but if that had to be one, I would say Wales. But I can't see it myself. Honestly, and that's that's not me being biased because I couldn't really give that much of a shit if Scotland or Wales got through. You know, they've, ne- they've never really been a competitor at this stage, you know, for England ever. So I'm not really bothered about them. But no, nah, I don't think they'll get through. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, Wales, I think, with an ageing bail, will even be. I guess he will mm. probably be at the World Cup next year. Of course year, he will. There's no way he's going to retire before the World Cup. Yeah, he's nowhere... Nowhere near the player that that he he once was, um, and they they were reliant on Bale uh, mm-hmm. to kind of even get them to qualify. At least they've come second, kind of without a a huge contribution from from Gareth Bale, which they were relying on in the past. Uh, but yeah, I can't see any of them doing doing great no. in the in the group stage. I think they'll they'll both go out if they do make it there. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, also notable shocks are both Italy and Portugal finishing second in their group. Italy were, uh, well, Switzerland went top of their group and they were held to a nil-nil draw against uh, Northern Ireland. Hmm. I mean, that is a huge shock when you consider that they obviously won the Euros and it could be their second World Cup in a row in which um, they got in which they, they don't qualify for, and Switzerland, the team that could potentially do it again. Yeah. Uh, they lost in the uh, in the qualification, like the kind of knockout qualification stage in the in the previous World Cup to, to Switzerland, and uh, obviously finished in second to them uh, again uh, in this group. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that, obviously, or, or even looking at a Portugal perspective, like Cristiano Ronaldo having trouble with his country and having trouble with his club yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of Portugal, Fernando Santos is, he needs to go, doesn't he? Uh, they yeah. did well, obviously in the Euros in 20, was it 2018 now? I forgot. It seems like longer, but yeah, 2018. Mm-hmm. No, was it 2018? 2016, wasn't it? Fuck me. 2016. Obviously yeah, they did. Yeah, you said 2016 about Wales, and then you. <laughs> yeah, I'd... yeah, yeah. It's 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously they did really well then, won the tournament, but they didn't play great stuff, and I think they failed to actually win a game in the whole tournament in normal time. I think they drew all yeah. the group games and all the playoff games. I went to all the knockout games. Sorry, I went to penalties or extra time. Um, so they did kind of fluke it to a degree. That's not me putting down their achievement, but I think it's clear to see now that. They set up way too defensively for the attacking talent they've got. And that's not me saying every single player has to play every game. But, you know, when they've got Ronaldo, Jota, Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, Andre Silva. I know I'm forgetting other people as well, probably. Um, and they're the struggling to beat, you know, shit teams. Who did they draw against? I'm not too sure. Is it something um, ridiculous? Well, they have... Well, obviously, Republic of Ireland... Um, yeah, it's in their group. Oh, did I say previously to this? Did I say Italy drew with Italy? Republic did draw with Northern Ireland? No, you're right. They lost to Serbia. Uh, Northern yeah. Ireland, sorry. Yeah, Republic yeah, of Ireland. Yeah, so they drew they to Northern the Ireland well. and lost to Serbia, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I do think they probably need a change of manager, to be honest, um, to see them really achieve something. Um, so I think they'll probably still just about get through the groups and qualify. But I think Ronaldo has got it tough at the minute. You know, working under Oli most of the time and then he goes to work for Fernando Santos who looks just as bad he hasn't got it easy like looking at the team now they, they, they only like they've got Bernardo Silva Ronaldo and Jota but on the bench mm-hmm. you've got Joao Felix you've got Bruno Fernandes Goncalo Guedes Andre Silva you know they've got a wealth of talent which is ridiculous and they're struggling to get through groups in qualifying campaigns it's just it's it's not good enough is it and then you know Patricio in goal very good Cancelo Ruben Diaz, Noon Mensch as well in the defence. You know what I mean? Renato Sanchez in midfield. They've got a very good team. Yeah, yeah. And they're not achieving, and I think they probably need to to change a manager before the tournament, I mean, but I don't I'm not too Bruno's not a Bruno's not a guaranteed starter in that in that team. No. So I mean that shows the, the kind of the, the strength that they do have. Mm-hmm. And kind of on that point, what do you think to people that are saying that Ronaldo and Bruno can't uh play together I know Bruno has been not in great form but much the entire squad really other than a few players has not been in great great form for for United as of late yeah but yeah what do you what do you think about 
about people saying Bruno and Ronaldo can't play together. No, I think I think it's rubbish. I think it's just a myth because they've watched a couple of Portugal get Portugal games before, and that's what they've started saying. But yeah. I think before the City and Liverpool games, obviously when we've not scored, I think the three games previous, Bruno assisted Ronaldo in each one. So mm. I'm sure they are going to form some kind of partnership. I mean, I didn't expect them to really have one because they haven't played that t- t- together that much for Portugal because Fernando Santos doesn't really like playing Bruno because he plays a bit of a defensive 4-3-3, which is fine. Obviously, he's not going to change his system for one player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I-, I think obviously they can play together and the two of our most attacking, but most important attacking players. I don't really get where the narrative comes from, do you? <laughs> I mean, just looking at Bruno's stats this season, mm. so in the Premier League, 11 appearances, four goals and three assists, and uh, none of those goals are penalties, um, yeah. I don't think. Um, Champions League, four appearances, five assists. Yeah, he's a top so, assister in the Champions League. Yeah, he's, I mean... He's creating more chances now as well. He's getting slightly less goals, but he's creating way more chances per game than he was last season. Yeah, so, I mean, looking just on the numbers, just completely discredits. Uh, yeah, it's rubbish. It's just, just there's always got to be something wrong, hasn't there? Like, oh, Ronaldo doesn't press, or he doesn't fit in the team. or so, There's always got to be an issue with Ronaldo. I think that's what it yeah. is, pretty much. And like maybe, and it's, sorry, maybe a few of his goals, Bruno's goals, will go to Ronaldo now, and he might not get as many goals. But to be honest, who could really give a shit? Because the team, if the team gets the same amount of goals anyway and wins stuff, and you know, would Alvarez win the league and Bruno get ten goals instead of twenty-five? Yeah, do you know? It's just it's it's yeah. a stupid argument, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, with Ronaldo there, he may finish on more assists. <laughs> like it is well, which is still a goal contribution, isn't it? Mm, um, yeah, we're going to be interesting to see who takes penalties between the two after after Bruno. The next time we get a penalty after Bruno missed it, I do think it's going to be Ronaldo. To be honest, yeah, I think it'd be Ronaldo. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to Harry Maguire getting a goal both um, against San Marino and the the first goal, which was the more. Had more talking points the the first goal against Albania in the uh, uh, in the first England game. Um, I believe that he scored was it four goals in six games? Yeah, something for, about like that for England, which that is ridiculous. It doesn't well, okay, it does matter what opposition you, that you're against, but still, scoring headed goals from corner. It's yes, okay, the marking wasn't great no. but uh, but still you still have to convert it you yeah which you can never seem to do for us. Yeah, exactly which we never see like normally 50p head when he puts on a yeah. on a United shirt yeah um, but yeah what did you make of the celebration you had Keane saying that it was you know embarrassing yeah. used a very uh, using very strong words um, but yeah what are your thoughts are you think it's just you know a natural reaction are you okay with it did he silence all the haters? Yeah, what are your thoughts on, on his celebration? Uh, it's a bit mad, isn't it? It is a bit mad. Like I, mm. don't, I, I think it's just tone deaf, to be honest. I get that like footballers have to enjoy the moment and not get caught up in all the media shit and all the stuff that's going on. But at the same time, it just doesn't send out a good message, does it? Yeah, he might have enjoyed it, but when, you, when you're captain of a club in crisis and you're putting in the worst performances you've ever put in in a United shirt... And then you're scoring a goal against fucking Albania in a World Cup qualifier, and you're putting your fingers in your ears like you just scored a winner in the Champions League final. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But he isn't is it? getting caught up. 
he is getting caught up on all the media stuff if he's responding it to yeah yeah uh, well he must be yeah I just yeah I, I just don't get it I think it's a it's a bit of a disgrace and like I said I don't want to go too hard on it because you get people saying well it's only a celebration you know it's not that deep kind of thing but for a United fan who is watching him be consistently shit and nothing short of disgraceful for the past three or four months and then he does that it I don't know it almost looks like he doesn't care do you know when he comes out with the messages saying, oh, we must do yeah. better, you know, I'm the captain, we're going to turn this around, all this shite. And then he's, he's, he's essentially scoring a goal and trying to silence all... But it seems like United fans have been giving him shit. Yeah. It, it's just very weird. And I don't think he's ever he's ever been fit to be Manchester United captain anyway. And I still don't think he is, and that really hasn't helped his case, to be honest. I don't think he's a leader... He doesn't seem confident enough. He doesn't speak well enough in interviews. I just don't get why I'll give him it other than he's the most marquee defender we had at the time. Like I'm sure if he wasn't at the club and you know we had Varane or something at the time when Ollie came in, then he wouldn't have got it anyway. But I think there's better leaders in that changing room than the Maguire, Ronaldo, Bruno, De Gea, you know, maybe even Rashford to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's a he's a waste man. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree. It was ridiculous. Uh, the, it was quite funny if if you watch it back, he he almost messes it up. Like he clearly wants to put his fingers in. He almost he clearly wants to put his fingers in his ears as he's sliding. Yeah, like which he does do in the end. But he goes to do as he's running. Like goes goes uh, like to put his fingers in his ears as he's running. Realizes. Then does the slide and then puts his fingers in the ears. So to yeah. say it wasn't premeditated, it 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 obviously was. Um, but yeah, it is ridiculous to score a goal and kind of silence the haters is, is what he's gesturing with a team that you isn't the team, like you're not part of the team where your performances have been criticised. It's mm. like, it, it, is, it is ridiculous. Like if that had been in a Premier League, any Premier League match, if it was, that had been scored against Watford, I mean, out of sort of, I wouldn't have it really would have understood been weird, it still. Really. Yeah, it would have yeah. still been shite. Because it's it's still saying that you're it hasn't been warranted the the criticism against it really or he, or he's not he's not listening to it which okay I, I do understand you do have to have thick thick skin but you responding mm. with that it is showing that it, it is kind of you are getting like whirled up in the in in the criticism and you are responding and when you come out on social media and say oh we need to bounce back we need to do better. And then when he comes out with a celebration like that, it's almost as if it makes me think: Is that you bouncing back in your in your head? Yeah, like one goal this... doesn't change yeah. anything, does it? Even if he did it one for goal United for your national Watford, team, even if it was for United, it didn't change the situation. Yeah, like maybe in a couple of months if we go on a really good run, then fair enough. But scoring one goal doesn't shut everyone up. Yeah, and it is he's like this is there is a disparity between what he's saying on social media, what he says in interviews, and then his actions in that celebration. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like two completely different people. Yeah. So I get that they're media trained, but I think that is what he actually feels. And I understand that footballers are surrounded in, in, a, in a bubble and he probably has a lot of, you know, yes men around him saying, no, no, Harry, you are the best centre-back in the world, don't we? Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but... Uh, but yeah, it, it it was atrocious, disgraceful as Keane said. I know it's probably a bit like you know inflammatory, I guess, mm. but 
I don't know. I think he's justified in, in saying that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. I don't think it's that over the top. For yeah. For Keane. I, what I would I would see the comical side of it if he'd have done it again against like uh, I'd have been like when oh, he's respect. Gone San Marino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it if it had gone even more over the top, like <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have found the funny side then. But yeah, he Obviously didn't. He just went back to yeah. a normal celebration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on, we are going to go back to and talk about some club football now. And there has been some club news since we've. Uh, even though it's been the international break. And the first, there's been a very, very quick turnaround in Aston Villa sta- sacking Dean Smith. Dean Smith, well, and then Gerard came into uh, Villa, so obviously leaving Rangers. And then Dean Smith going to Norwich. So let's take that one by one. And first of all, um, let's talk... So Dean Smith sacking and then Gerard taking o- over. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's fair enough, really. It's a bit sad for Smith because he's a Villa fan. But um, I think they've lost the last five or six. You know, they're just above the relegation zone after spending all that money. I think they've got the second highest net spend in the Premier League over the last three seasons behind us, or the last two or three seasons, which is mental. So mm-hmm. to be spending that much money and, you know, lingering around the relegation zone, getting towards Christmas is is pretty bad. So I do get it, yeah, I do get it. Obviously, you could say he could have time to turn it around, but I don't know, it's a funny one because last season they did finish 10th and they, or something, 9th or 10th, and they did okay. Um, so I think, you know, I don't think there's any danger they're going to go down, so I'm surprised they didn't just give them a little bit more time. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's fair enough, really. Um, do you want me to talk about Gerard or do you want to talk about Smith first? Uh, I, I'll, I'll do briefly on, on Smith. Yeah, I, I think Aston Villa just massively underachieved. Like, I don't think 10th is... I think that's what you should be expected every sing, every season from Aston Villa. And to be honest, yeah. I think after spending £140 million and then literally just staying up by a, um, a a goal that should have been allowed where VAR, the goal line technology wasn't working, that's yeah. literally what kept them up. Mm-hmm. After spending £140 million pounds, um, in, in that in the transfer window before it. Yeah. I think he should have gone then, to be honest. I think that's that's a horrendous. Yeah. True. Um and the amount of money that they do spend, yeah, okay, they had a net positive spend because of the uh because of the Grealish transfer, but every single season I look at their transfer business and I think, wow, that they've done really well. Like n- the names on paper, like Buendia, ba- uh, Bailey, Danny Ings. I mean, I know a, a lot of them have been uh been injured yeah. or had their injury troubles this season but yeah every single season I think the the transfer business is really good and I expect them to do well I put them kind of in that near the best of the rest category like after top six mm. like I think they should really be at least aiming to finish like seven seventh to tenth kind of every single season um for me that's one of my expectations and for how much they do spend and yes they finished tenth last year but still I think that's the what you'd expect, or at least like the minimum, really, in in, in my eyes. Yeah. Fair uh, so I'm not surprised that that he's uh that he's got sacked. But yeah, do you want to talk about the the appointment of Gerard now? Yeah, yeah. Let's go into that. I think it's a decent appointment. To be fair, um, I've seen a lot of people saying he's done Rangers dirty. I mean, I don't really get that. He's gone to them and won in the first league, and God knows how long. It must be getting on for ten years, if not longer. 
Um, obviously, he's, he's going to need some experience in the English game before he takes that Liverpool job off Klopp in a couple of years' time. So, that's understandable. Um, but I think it's a decent appointment. Yeah, it's not guaranteed to work by any means because he's, he's still relatively unproven, especially in England. So, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen there. But I don't think there was really someone available who would have took that job who was better than him. So, I think, I think it's a... It's an exciting appointment, yeah. I, apart from that, I can't really comment on his style of play or anything like that because I don't watch Scottish football. Yeah. So, on the face of it, it looks like a good appointment, but we'll see how they do. I'm sure he'll have this season as a kind of free pass kind of thing as long as he don't go down and finish like around you know 10th to 14th, he'll be okay. And then I think next season will be when the test really comes for him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think um, it's, it is obviously a risk... He's uh mm-hmm. he's done well in in Scotland uh, with Rangers, but he hasn't been given any of the kind of the massive finances that are on offer with Aston Villa. No. Um, also, I've seen, you know, like you say, I've seen a lot of Rangers fans saying that he's a snake, much like you know Brendan Rodgers was after going to Leicester. But I think he's like you say, he's won them the, their first title in God knows how many years, yeah. and he's also left them with them qualifying for the, the next stage in in Europe mm-hmm. or or top of the group or whatever in close, Europe. Yeah. I think they're in a good position, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're up there. Um, and top of the league as well. So, and that's with them apparently not playing great football this season. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's left them in a, in a still in a, a strong position. So, I think, I don't think he has to have too many sleepless nights in no, that I'm respect. sure. I'm sure he won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it is. It's a gamble for Villa, but it might be a gamble that that pays off. I, th- I don't think Steven Gerrard, uh, in terms of this being a stepping stone for the Liverpool job, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think even if he does well at Aston Villa, depending on how well he does, if he gets you know European football with them, then that is a big step. Then I still think it's a risk if if Klopp does step down eventually and, and Gerard yeah, course, uh, yeah. takes over there, it would yeah, still be a, a big um, a big risk yet again. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure about a, a stepping stone. Yeah, I don't know. I think job. it's just people think it'll happen, especially because coincidentally his contract ends when Klopp does. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it'll be a big gamble. I don't think Liverpool should take it personally because it could all unravel again in two or three years of shit. could undo all Klopp's hard work and they could be back at square one where they were when Rodgers got sacked. Um, yeah. So I do think it is risky. We'll see. It's just, to be honest, there's nothing concrete to it. Is it? It's just people putting two and two together, pretty much. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And it all depends on who's available at the time. I'm sure if Pep fancied it or Tuchel fancied it, they'd probably go for them over... Over Gerard, but it's a it's a romantic one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it depends and what team. Like sorry, it depends what team he's got in place there as well. Because obviously, in two or three years, Mane's going to be thirty three. Salah's going to be thirty three. Mm-hmm. Firmino the same. Van Dijk's going to be thirty two, thirty three. Henderson's going to be getting close to retirement. It's going to be a very different. You know, Robertson will be about thirty. So it's going to be a, a very different kind of kettle of fish for him. It's not going to be like coming in now and they're the best team in the league. It's going to. You know, it, yeah. if he succeeds, it, it's all hypothetical, of course, because he might never manage Liverpool. But I think it all like depends on what squad he's got. Because I think if he had this squad now, he'd do well not to succeed. But you know, given 
the the manager's job at Liverpool to someone who's managed Villa and Rangers to see a whole re- rebuilding job is a bit a bit odd. But we did that with Ollie, so could happen. Yeah, yeah. And he at least he'll have a decent level of Premier League experience instead of just being a relegating manager. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, I think, I, I think, like I say, if he does okay at Villa, I don't think he'll get the job, Liverpool job in two or three years' time. If he does exceptional with Villa, like gets them a European spot, yeah. then, um, which is not impossible considering no. the amount of investment, like two seven. or three years' time we're looking, not just you know this year and next year. Mm. Um, I think it is possible because they are one of the biggest spenders in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, yeah, second highest net spend over the past couple of years, so Yeah. If you're spending that much money you should be doing alright, at least in the top seven I'd say. Yeah. And um so following that, Dean Smith after his sack in I think it was literally like two days or something like that. I think like he that. got sacked on like the Saturday and he went on like the Monday or something. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um Dean Smith to Norwich. So what? Uh, so what do you think of that? Do you think it's a good appointment for for Norwich, and do you think he can potentially keep them up? Um, no, because I think the squad's shocking. I'm surprised he took it. To be fair, I saw that the they did interview Lampard as well, but he turned it down. It sounds like, which says a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get a manager who's been out of work for over years turning a Premier League club down, so it does say a lot. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I just don't think the squad's good enough at the end of the day. Um, Smith's obviously a good manager who knows how to keep a team in the Premier League, which is bizarre to say because Villa have got higher ambitions than that, but he can definitely do that. As I said with um, Eddie Howe going to Newcastle, just because he's not Sam Allardyce doesn't mean he can't keep a team in the Premier League. So I think, you know, in terms of what it was about, obviously I might be forgetting people, but Premier League proven manager with some good experience, you know, kept a team in the league consistently for three or four years without, I suppose he had a bit of trouble the first season, but he's done it before. So I think it's a decent appointment. To be fair, I'm I'm more shocked that he's taken it because I don't think he's got any chance. I think they've got five points adrift and they've got a very very average squad. I think the worst in the Premier League by some distance. So yeah, I don't know. Good appointment for Norwich, but I'm not too sure about you know why Smith took it. Yeah, I, I, just some money I'm maybe. I'm not a big fan of. I'm not really a big fan of uh, Dean Smith at all. To be honest, I don't think it is a. Uh, a fantastic appointment, like, like I say, yeah, he did. He keep kept Villa up in the Premier League, but I mean, nobody expected them to go down with the amount that they were. That no, they had oh, no, spending. obviously, I think it's a bit. It'd be better. It's a more solid appointment than Lampard, though. Yeah, I think Lampard yeah, yeah, would yeah. have been a bit more of a risk. You know, he managed a top Championship team, did well with them, and then managed yeah. a top Premier League team. So it'd be a bit of a different thing for him. Whereas Dean Smith's yeah. managed. Yeah, it's the only Premier League team his manager was at Brentford before, wasn't he? And he was doing pretty yeah. well there, and then he left, and then they got promoted after he left anyway. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, don't know, I don't know. I'll let you carry on anyway. Yeah, but but also, like in the Championship, I mean, they did go up but, at Villa, but it was through the playoffs, which, yeah. you know, is a bit of a any man's game, really. Uh-huh. Just, you can, just look at the draw, it can be. Um, so it's not like the... the were absolutely formidable in the championship and just came back through through the uh, uh, for the automatic spots. So I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of of Dean Smith to be honest. I, I think it is regardless. I think whoever took takes over Norwich, I think uh, they're going to go down. I think they probably yeah. have the worst worst squad in the the Premier League. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, and 
yeah, I think they're going to go down. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he does do um, in the championship. So if can get, they can go straight back up because they are a yo-yo club, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They'll probably smash it again and get ninety points and then come straight back down yeah. the season after. It must be boring yeah. being an Orange fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's well, almost it's like, well, inevitable, like... isn't it, when they go up? Like, you are sorry. It's almost inevitable. Like we're only eleven games in, and you kind of know already yeah. they're going to go down. Well, it's like the San Marino thing. Like it must be great seeing your team play some big, like big fixtures over a couple of years. But it must get boring eventually of your team just yeah. getting battered every every week. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Um. So a manager that hasn't been sacked. We've all, we've discussed this on pretty much every single episode since. Well, with all the poor performances for United, mm-hmm. but uh, Ollie is at the wheel for the hey. uh, for the Watford game. <laughs> um, so let's not spend too much time no. on Ollie still yeah, in the job. Not. But I don't know. Do you want to give? He's obviously back in training now. So on to recap on the last podcast episode. Um, I thought that possibly them all just going on this ridiculous holiday could have been just biding time for the uh, the board to find a new manager. So that naive. was clearly not the case. There was no... We weren't even in contact with anybody by, by the sound of it. There was no. nothing concrete from credible sources to say that we had gone out and contacted uh, managers. So we had just been like, right, we'll just... Like like a Walking Dead in the Winchester, we'll just have a pint and just wait for it all to blow over. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, it is obviously awful that he's that he's still in charge. The standards are low, and it probably it's just it's just waiting for us to completely self destruct. It's almost it, it seems that bad, and I've got it's struggling to find motivation to kind of. Talk about Get it. behind. I'm struggling yeah. to find motivation to talk about them. To be fair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't even know anymore, man. I don't really want to talk about it at all. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It's still there. You know, we'll either lose and we'll get sacked, or we'll win and they'll get another week. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Very boring. We all knew it'd be here this week anyway. We all knew it was all just a load of it was a pipe dream. The it the holiday thing. Um, yeah, is it Willie though? That's the thing. Like, I don't, I we've don't had two know. Two weeks off. We've had two weeks off. Mm. We've got we've they've got such a quick turnaround of games consecutively. It's like if you're losing against Watford, it's like, well, we're playing against Villarreal on Tuesday, and then so do they want to bring in a new manager for that? Yeah. I know you can get a new ma- you can get a bounce just by literally sacking a manager and not even appointing one. Like you can be a new bounce, but there can be a bounce, but. I don't know whether Ollie's that type of manager where he's lost the dressing room. I just think his tactics are just He will eventually horrific. though. I don't know I'm Yeah. Um I don't I don't know. I'm forcing you to talk yeah, about Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. <clears throat> I don't want to. Um, yeah. it's just very it's just boring, man. We've been speaking saying the same yeah. shit for about a month. Mm-hmm. If not longer. Probably since we started the podcast near enough. Um yeah, so it's just the same shit, guys. If you want to hear my thoughts on Ollie, go and listen to the other podcast because I'm just tired of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And this week's having said that, go having on. said that, that is what the board would like. Yeah, People just true. be bored of it and then just be like, okay, 
they just yeah, get on with it now. I'm not going to resist deck. They can, they're right. They're right. They've beaten <laughs> but, me to a pulp, you know. Edward Wood's got you bent over, mate. Yeah, I'm just a pile of, you know, f- fucking meaningless board, uninspired <laughs> shit on, on the floor. That's me with United at the minute. Yeah. I'm sure when the game comes around on Saturday and if we, you know, we score and go on the luff, I'll be right up for it again. But it's just a feeling of inevitability and the feeling that you're never really going anywhere that just makes you not enjoy the good results anymore. Like I said against Atalanta, getting a last-minute equaliser should be a decent thing away in a European game, but it just wasn't. And yeah, I don't know. That that that's me done on it, to be honest. Eric. Yeah. Well, at least you've got. Um... I think mm. we've got three away fixtures in a row. Yeah, so, that's, that's um, a welcome. At least I haven't got to watch it at Old Trafford. Yeah, with, I don't have uh, to go. I can just turn the TV <laughs> yeah. off. That's a bonus. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll move on to the the Watford game and kind of preview that a little bit. But be, before we do, we'll talk about a couple of players that have um, been given kind of long-term injuries. Um, Ed, Edinson Cavani and Paul Pogba. Um, I'm not sure whether Cavani actually went on his international duty or not, whether he stayed behind at Old Trafford. I'm not sure what the timeline was on his injury. Mm. But Pogba certainly went and got injured actually in training. Uh, Cavani's got a a tendon issue that seems like it's been going on all season, but it seems to be hurting more now. But I don't know if there's a return date on that. That sounds worrying. It sounds Mm. like it's like an ongoing issue. And Paul Pogba, I think, is not going to be um, is not going to be seen until next year. So, yeah, what are your 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 thoughts on those injuries to those two players? And do you think uh, they'll they'll be missed? Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to miss Pogba. Um, you know, it is what it is with him. I've I've talked about him in previous podcasts as well and said how poor he's been. Um, so I'm not really bothered that Pogba's not going to be playing, to be honest. And with Cavani, I, I think he must have picked it up in training with United because he didn't play in the Atalanta game, did he? I don't no, think. He, and, he then, said, and then he didn't play against no. City either. He said he felt it after the Spurs game. Yeah, so yeah, obviously he's just been like that for a while. Um, and with Cavani, he's, you know, he's 35, you know, he's, he's getting on a bit, he does a lot of running, so it is kind of to be expected. It's just a bit sad because I think he should be in the team every week if he can be. So that is a big miss. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's not like we've not got options. We've still got Ronaldo, Rashford, maybe even Martial as well. Yeah, um, Sancho, Lingard, people like that. So it's not that we've not got any options. It is disappointing to see Cavani out because I do really like him. He's probably one of my favourite players. But, you know, he's been very injury prone in the 18 of months that we've had him, to be fair. So it's no surprise. It seems like he's been out. He's been like one game in, one game out this season. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just to clarify, so uh, I thought you were talking about uh, Cavani when you were talking about Pogba. So Pogba did get it on international duty. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about injury. Cavani when I said he didn't play against Atalanta because he's been. Injured yeah, yeah. For a in, bit. In, yeah, Cavani got injured versus. Well, it, it was an ongoing problem, but he said he felt felt it more. Yeah, cause um, he didn't come off, did he? Because he played the whole night because Ronaldo went yeah. off for Rashford, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Um, probably just shows your lack of... I think it was after the game that he felt it, though, to be fair. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll be one of them that'll just run through it, I think, and then feel the effects yeah. of it after. Yeah. And I, I'm in agreement that I think uh, Cavani's probably the, the bigger miss. 
Mm. I mean, with rotate, he doesn't play every game, but still rotation with with Ronaldo. I think Cavani's a great a great uh, player to obviously to bring in, or even coming off the bench in goal, uh, games that you need a that you need a a win, mm. um, or, or you're, you're behind. I think Cavani's a great player as well. Um, we have got. Other players that can play, I mean, Greenwood and, and Rashford, so we are still stacked, so it shouldn't be an absolute disaster. But, yeah, Eddie Cavani's been great since coming to the club. Yeah. The only issue with him has just been uh, he's spent a, quite a while out through different injuries, and this is the only long-term injury that he seems to have suffered. But still, it is disappointing. I think every single derby, like Man City derby, I think he's, I don't think he's played one. I think he's missed every single one. Since coming into the club, so yeah, that's, yeah, I couldn't uh, say for sure, but I can't remember him playing in one. Y- yeah, um, and then Pogba. It can It depends. It depends what, like, like I say, this story of his career. It, if he's a miss or not, it depends on what Pogba would have. <laughs> yeah. we, would, we were likely to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just got got no consistency. No. Um, can be a liability at times. So I don't. I don't think. He'll be missed all that much, and it would be nice to see. Maybe I want to see Donny get a uh, probably give him more game time now. Maybe this is a. Probably I know I'm very. Though, I sounded very honest. hopeful here. <laughs> sounded very hopeful, but hopefully mm-hmm. he can get a little bit more game time. Yeah, um, I hope now. so too. Yeah, but probably not. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts actually on the match itself? Um, I'm just going to see where Watford are now. So Watford are 17th in the table. Yeah, so are they on yeah. 17th on 10, on 10 points. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Burnley are on 8 and, aren't they? I mean, they're in not great form, um, as you would expect, being that low in the table. Yeah. Uh, just one win from five games. However, having said that, equal it? form to United. Uh, one win from five games. No, we've got a, we've got a, a draw thrown in there as well. So we've we're, got... We're one point better off than Watford. We've got one point better That's off. Yeah, but, so yeah, give me your thoughts on that, comfort, uh, that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I've not really thought about it too much. Um, obviously, they've got that win against Everton, but then they've been pretty shit since then. They've lost the last couple of games, I think. Um, they've not got the best team at all. They've got Ben Foster in goal, which will be interesting to see his match day vlog after the game. Yeah. He'll go have a chat with Ronaldo after it and try and get his shirt or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're a poor team. They're in poor form. Um, and regardless of where United are at the minute, with the team that we're probably going to put out, we should be beating them. And I'm expecting us to go to a back back to a back four as well. We'll go back to the four two three one. I think after the City game. So yeah, that that's about it. To be fair, it's just you know standard game against a relegation candidate. We should be winning it. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, hope. I mean, there could be a spanner in the works, and but you would you would hope not. Again, away from home, we've we seem to play better. Uh, I don't know why you would think the support of old Old Trafford would. Uh, would actually help help yeah. win us a few games, but um, but yeah, uh, away away from home. Although having said that, we've been pretty shocking. I think at, at Leicester we were we were atrocious. That was in the four uh, two loss. Mm. Um, but yeah, against Watford and, and like I I uh, second that the cycling goalkeeper his vlog is going to be class after the game. Is uh, is he definitely going to start? Is the uh, I'm trying to think who's the. He's a Watford keeper that started the, the start of the season. Is he injured? 
Is it Sanchez, I want to say? No, he's bright and it's fucking... What's oh, yeah. his name? Dan Backman. That's yeah, Backman, that's him, yeah. I think he's back now, because I did look at that and I looked on Watford's bench and I'm pretty sure he's back on the bench, so maybe Foster's oh, maybe just, you know, got that shirt back start, new manager as well. Love that. Quite cool. yeah, I do like Ben Foster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a very likable guy as well, Bench isn't United, he? United, obviously, yeah. Yeah. It's funny hearing him talking about that, to be fair. He just said he wasn't ready for it at all. He hated his time at United, basically. Yeah. I don't think yeah, he's he ever... said he. Go on. He got the hair dry treatment once as well. Yeah, so it sounds like he's yeah. never really been cut out to play for a top club. He can't really deal with it, which is fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do, I do like Ben Foster. That'll be, that'll be quite cool to see. Sure, he'll be getting lots of chance. Yeah, I wonder if. I don't know what, how Ronaldo would feel about you know, Ben Foster going up to him with a GoPro. Well, he did like, play with know. him. For a couple of years. Sorry? They did play together. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Yeah, no, they did because I remember... He must have done. Hear, yeah, fact, no, I remember yeah. hearing something about Foster was in goal when we won back then. It was a Carling Cup in like 2007 and Ronaldo like went up to him and G'd him up. He's like, this is your moment. You've got to, you're going to win this for us and all that. Yeah. And he said even though he's older than Ronaldo and he'd been at the cl- club just as long, he was like, wow, fucking Ronaldo's just said that to me. And he was Ronaldo was <laughs> still only like 22 at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, but probably the best player in the world at that point. Yeah, yeah, so obviously they got on quite well. I'm sure they haven't kept in touch, but you know, it'd be yeah. quite funny to see him go up. He probably knows Ollie as well. Yeah. I would have said yeah, he probably sure played he with Ollie for at least a year or two as well. Um, and then obviously mm-hmm. no one else has really been there that long, have they? But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. That's, that's the most exciting thing going into the game for me. Ben Foster's match day vlog afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're going to give a score prediction which you are because I'm asking you right um, okay I'll go for 4-1 United mm, yeah the one is definitely definitely going to happen we're not yeah, going to keep Varane's not back is unless Varane's so. not back yeah unless Maguire is a new man after his uh, after goals. celebration yeah, yeah. yeah I can't see it um, yeah, I'm going to go, I'll go 3-1. i go slightly less optimistic. Yeah, fair um, enough. I was, I was on an arm between them two. Yeah. Um, but that is not the only uh, match that we are playing before the next episode of Devil in the Detail. Um, we have got the Villarreal game as well. United are obviously top of the group. And um, let's just have a gander. Do you know if... Yeah, Atalanta second or Villarreal second? I think, I think. Villarreal is second, but I'm not 100%. Are you, do you want me to check on it or are you? Yeah, uh, well, let's talk about it while, while I check. Yeah, so um, obviously we got a last-minute winner with uh, CR7. You could you could literally throw in all but the, the young boys uh, game in that and uh, yeah. I could be talking about any of the games. Yeah, but, yeah, the, much, the, yeah. the VAL game, last-minute winner by Ronaldo. I think it was a, uh, he struck it. It went underneath the keeper and into the the bottom corner, didn't it? But yeah, it was yeah. Uh, literally last minute as well. Um, we were shocking in that match at home. So I think Villarreal personally, I think they're the most difficult opposition in the, in the group. Um, Emery's obviously oh, the manager. Be, I was hoping definitely. he went to Newcastle. Mm. Um, but yeah, give me your thoughts on the uh, Villarreal match. Um I think it'll be be a very cagey affair, similar to kind of like the Europa League final. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as the one at Old Trafford. Um, what was the score at Old Trafford? Is that three two? Was it two one? Wasn't it? Two one. Two one. Yeah, it was the Atalanta that was three two. Sorry. Maybe it'll be similar. I think it'll be fairly low scoring, one nil, one all, something like that. 
they'll obviously defend really well in numbers um, and try to hit us on the break, which they did really well at Old Trafford. Um, so I'm expecting much of the same, really, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think it'll be a very, just a very tight game. But we should, we should. If I, I really want us to win, but I suppose if we get a point and then beat Young Boys on the final day, we've, I think, we're, we guaranteed to have won the group. No, actually, because Villa Atalanta could win against Young Boys and Villarreal. So I think we should be looking to win. Really, obviously, it is a tough game and probably the toughest fixture in the group. Um, Maybe more so to not win than to lose, but we should really be beating teams that are, you know, mid-table in the Liga. I think they were close to the relegation zone fairly recently. Um, yeah. They've had very different yeah. European form to domestic form, which is really odd. But, yeah, hopefully yeah, we can... They're in 12. Yeah, I think they were even close at the relegation zone when we played them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get the win and then... Pretty much, I think we will go through as group winners then, because we'll have a better head-to-head against Atalanta and Villarreal with the maximum points they can get. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think get win that job done. You know, rest some of the players for young boys and just get a one or two nil win or something, and then that'll have us done. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Just go it, go in there. Don't play the prettiest football again. I'm not really too bothered about that, but just get the result and get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I can see it being a draw if I am honest. Uh, looking okay. at their their La Liga form, um, they have the most draws in La Liga, and they've played one yeah. less game than most. That they've a got lot of draws. six six draws from twelve games, which is 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 a lot. Mm. Um, so I, I can see a draw. Obviously, a draw. Uh, they it all comes down to that match against Atalanta for who kind of does go through, which I think they'll be. More happy with than well, yeah, they'll be they'll happy, happy with a draw with because it, they know they're more likely to beat Atalanta, basically. Yeah, and then... so I think it might there might be a very defensive performance from them. Yeah, they, teams know that with United you can sit back, be defensive, and hit them on the break. Mm-hmm. Like they know that that is a this so far this season that has been a good strategy for a lot of teams because we've it doesn't matter we we will concede chances. Yeah, no matter how defensive you are. Um, well, like I say, hopefully that has turned around, but that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a difficult game. Uh, heart saying that we do manage to scrape a win with Ronaldo coming <laughs> coming uh, late again with a goal, but uh, I, yeah, I think it's probably going to be like a, a one-all draw to be honest. Yeah, which as I said, it won't be the the worst result, but. Because no. we should be beating young boys at home, but as we know, we've, we've we didn't beat them away, so you know it's not a given, yeah. is it? So it would just be nice to get the job done. I'm just gonna have a quick look at the groups. So yeah, if we beat if we beat Villa Villarreal, we're guaranteed to go through top of the group because yeah, the most points. Oh no, actually, no, we're not. We're not because Atalanta could still get eleven, so we're not. But a win against Villarreal and a draw against young boys or vice versa will be good enough to get us through as group winners. So yeah. Just get get a win, just get a win, boys, and then we're at least through, aren't we? You know, then you can kind of rest easy a bit, and then hopefully, yeah. I think the dream scenario, right, is Atalanta don't beat Young Boys, and then we beat Villarreal, and then Villarreal and Atalanta play out like a boring draw, 
and then we can just get top of the group regardless. But we'll see. There's no point looking into it too much because there's so many caveats going on, but it would be insane for us not to go through at this stage now. But we bottled it last year, so who knows? We're better off with nine points after three games last year. This year we've got seven after four. Um, so, you know, we've bottled it before, so we'll see. But I really hope yeah. not. I can't take another season of Europa League. I can't. Yeah, I'd rather I'm come last. But surely going into that, going into knowing that we have young boys last game if it all rides on that game we should be going through yeah we essentially like... have to beat young boys to go through if we beat young yeah, boys we exactly. go for at least second yeah, yeah. which I mean even in this current state of the United team I'm still fairly confident yeah I mean it was be- it was that. it was I think last season it was we needed a point against PSG and Leipzig and we didn't get Leipzig, it Leipzig yeah which is hard easier said than done I suppose because PSG mm-hmm. have a great team we got Fred sent off at one all and then it just went to shit um, or oh, it might have been 2 one actually but still it went to shit and then that Leipzig game was just mental wasn't it Pogba scored with two minutes ago and I thought we were going to do it yeah 3-2 wasn't it yeah literally we scored two goals in like the last five minutes and then we had like three or four minutes more and I think Upa Meccano nearly scored an own goal and Canate blocked it off the line oh, or something yeah like the last kick of the game and it was yeah. an insane clearance as well so yeah that was that was horrible but let's not have a repeat of that just get the job done boys three points against Villarreal and it's guaranteed so we'll see we'll see what they're made of yeah so yeah hopefully next time you see us on the podcast we'll be uh, a lot more upbeat about the current Manchester United situation I think mm. we've been we've probably been a little bit more depressed for about United without even playing a game with like the the lack of the lack of speculation regarding managers. Well, there's mm. been speculation, but the lack of concrete uh, concrete talk and sources about about a new manager. But yeah, um, hopefully next time that we we are doing the podcast, we would have at least got six points: three in the Champions League, three in the Premier League, and then are looking good and Absolutely. have some positivity for the for the Chelsea game as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that is that concludes this episode of uh, Devil in the Detail. Uh, next week we are obviously going to dissect the uh, the two games, um, both Villarreal and Watford, and look ahead to the Chelsea game. Plus, we'll cover any other news that is happening yeah. in football. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you for joining us. You can obviously check our socials out in the description below on youtube give it a like give us a subscribe this is your first time listening um and yeah that is about it if you want to a feature on the episode and want to have a a question answered by uh, me and dill then do write it in either the youtube comments you can uh, send us an email i think that is devil in the detail podcast just at gmail.com right at gmail.com Okay, right. Yeah, I get it wrong every single yeah, time. Okay. Devil in the detail pod at gmail.com and we will get we will get back to you uh, next week on the podcast. But yeah, apart from that, uh, have a wonderful week and uh, I, we will see you next time, guys. See Ciao. ya. Bye.